So there's a list for everything, right? There's a list for everything under the sun. If government's ranking things, there's a list. If, if people are ranking their, their best infused vodkas, there's a list. I'd actually like to see that list. I'd like to see people's best infused vodkas. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's great to be with you. You need a list of vodkas? I got a list for you. Uh, not vodkas, bourbons. Vodkas, I don't have a list yet. Bourbons, I've got a, a, a list for sure. But this, from Americans for Prosperity and the AFP Foundation, this is about improper payment data. This is frightening, frightening stuff. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services releasing, and this is the first time they've done it, state-specific Medicaid improper payment rates going back to 20. 12. Dean Clancy joins us right now, Senior Health Policy Fellow at Americans for Prosperity. He discusses a lot healthcare freedom and healthcare freedom advocacy, working within Congress, the White House, and the U.S. healthcare industry. Full disclosure, I do work with Americans for Prosperity, the Morning Rumble, the videos that I do, and other things. I, I do work with them, and I just wanted everybody uh, to know that. Dean, it's good to have you with us. Just the idea of the headline. The CMS releases state-level Medicaid improper payment data after years of stonewalling. So first, oh my gosh, how much are we overpaying in the government? And then the realization of, oh my gosh, they know it's so bad they didn't want to put out these reports. How did you get access to them, and what is it that you found? Well, Tony, it is great to be on, and uh, I, I love the work that you do. And uh, yes, Americans for Prosperity Foundation uh, has had a big victory here in forcing the federal Medicaid agency to finally disgorge the evidence that they have been wasting one in five Medicaid dollars every year. Uh, that's data they wanted to hide because it's embarrassing for the government that uh, this huge program, Medicaid is a, a gigantic federal government program, covers basically one in four Americans at this point. It's been growing um, very rapidly in the past uh, decade since Obamacare. And uh, as I say, 20% of that money is just being misspent, lost to waste, fraud, and error. We had suspected that, but the data, was, they stopped publishing the data during the Obama years. And uh, so we sued them. And uh, the result is they finally relented and gave us the data. And it is shocking. They're wasting somewhere between 80 and $100 billion. They say $86 billion. We think it's higher, but the data says $86 billion with a B every year. With that amount of money, Tony, you could buy a health insurance plan for half the uninsured in this country, but that money is being wasted. And so now let's break story. down what we mean by being wasted. Talking to Dean Clancy, Senior Health Policy Fellow at Americans for Prosperity, Americans for Prosperity, Dot org. You shared some numbers with the states that are highest in, in this waste. So the first question comes to where does this waste come from? How is this waste kind of uh, developed? And secondly, how are some states worse at creating waste than others? Well, basically, um, as I said, 20% is kind of the average waste rate, but other uh, individual states, uh, Hawaii, for example, Nevada, they might have a waste rate close to 40%, almost half of all their Medicaid spending. And what does waste mean? It means either that you are spending the money on someone who is not eligible for Medicaid. 
And we believe that that is somewhere around three quarters of the waste. Or you are overpaying doctors and hospitals for health care. And basically, it's bureaucratic error. There's also a lot of fraud in Medicaid. And the, neither the states nor the feds police that very effectively. So when you add it all up, it's basically bureaucratic bungling. And this is what you get with government uh, health care. But as I say, about, I think, 3 and $4 of all that waste is going to people who are not eligible to be on the rolls. So when we see this, we see dollars going to people who shouldn't be getting them. How, what, what is the ability to fix that? Before we get into how much got wasted in certain states and my beloved Indiana, big, big on this list in 2021, how does AFP or others think that this waste should be or can be eliminated? Does it involve with getting rid of the concept of, of Medicare, Medicaid services altogether? Well, uh, we don't advocate abolishing government safety net programs like Medicaid. We do uh, advocate uh, fundamentally reforming them. Medicaid is a broken program. It has spiraled out of control in terms of spending and, as we see, waste. It's, by the way, one of the most wasteful federal programs. It's been on the Government Accountability Office's high-risk list for many years now. And um, it needs to be fixed. It needs to be more like what it was back in 1965 when it was created, which was to be a safety net for the truly vulnerable, the, the indigent. It's become, through congressional expansions, a borderline middle-class entitlement program, but so poorly designed that it delivers a mediocre health insurance benefit that's really rife uh, with uh, fraud and error. So... Uh, you know, uh, how do we fix it? Well, ideally, we would give the states more flexibility, but also cap the uh, the money that we're giving them, a kind of block grant approach. Then the incentives would be uh, for the states to go ahead and use their money carefully rather than what happens now where they, they waste it and there's no real penalty. Right. So we've heard this many times, talking to Dean Clancy, a senior fellow, uh, health policy for Americans for Prosperity, this idea of block grants. We hear this all the time, and this seems to be a big sticking point. You've just now brought in the idea that block grants can lead to accountability. Explain what a block grant is and how you see this being of service. Sure. A block grant is simply that the, the federal government would give a state a fixed amount of money each year to meet a certain social need, in this case, to provide health benefits for the poor and vulnerable. And that's it. That's the maximum amount the state can get. And the state then has the freedom to focus those resources on the truly needy. And in fact, they have an incentive to do so because um, they're only going to get so much. And uh, whereas under today's structure, uh, for every dollar in expansions that a state or the feds do, the states basically get $3. And so um, it's because the feds pay for about three out of four dollars of Medicare. The states pay for about one dollar. And it's uh, neither party has an incentive to control costs. So under a block grant, the states have that incentive and they will do it. And we know it works, Tony, because in 1996, Congress reformed welfare, the old cash welfare program from the New Deal. 
And they, they made it a block grant. It was structured like Medicaid is today. It was growing out of control. It was trapping families in generations of dependency. And guess what? As soon as they block granted it, the caseload fell by about 50% because there were a lot of double dippers, people in there who shouldn't have been on the rolls. And they focused it much more on the low income. And guess what? Poverty actually went down. Child poverty went down. Poverty among African-Americans went down when you moved to a more sensible structure of the program. Speaking of sensible, we know that that's not how we describe, describe government at any time. As you put out in your press release, and I'm quoting here, it is unclear why uh, CMS, all right, so that's the uh, Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, refused to publish this data previously. CMS stonewalled or gave incomplete responses to multiple congressional requests for this data, including a March 2019 letter from Senators Pat Toomey and Chuck Grassley and a December 2020 letter from Senators Ron Johnson and others. Following the Americans for for Prosperity Foundation's FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act request, and lawsuit, minority members on the House Oversight Committee and Senate Finance Committee sent their own letters to CMS asking for data. You now have the data. What is it that you will be lobbying Congress to now do with this data? Well, we're going to uh, try to get Congress, first of all, to crack down on what we call program integrity. And the Trump administration, to its credit, tried to do this. They actually put together a detailed proposal, uh, but it it was never uh, implemented before he left office. Basically, first of all, let's get the states to be more forthcoming about their data so that we can then all see it. Right now, there's a lot of there's a lack of transparency in what's going on in this troubled program. And second, as we discussed earlier, we need to reform Medicaid so that it really focuses on the truly needy and the states have an incentive to use the money wisely and control costs. So that's the agenda. And you mentioned that uh, we, we noticed some really startling statistics. Uh, Ohio in 2019, 44% waste rate. That's I mean, that's uh, mind-boggling. What do you do with that? That's almost half. And uh, in 2021, Indiana, 28.8% waste rate in Medicaid. That's just completely indefensible. And so Medicaid reform, you know, the time has come. And uh, we're hoping this data will really help build the case for that in Congress. You know, Dean, we look at these numbers. Dean Clancy of Americans for Prosperity joins us right now. The waste in the Medicaid system. And you mentioned Indiana, my beloved Indiana, 2021, fourth on the list with 28.8 percent. We're not Hawaii, which is 38.3 percent waste. In 2019, it was Ohio, Connecticut, Idaho, Illinois and Arkansas. 2021, it's Hawaii, the District of Columbia, Alaska, Indiana and Nevada. There are red and blue states on these lists which goes about, in, it, just from a, from a cursory glance, it says that the issue here is government waste, regardless of the government. That's right. It's not a partisan issue. Republican governments can be just as wasteful as Democratic governments when it comes to a government health care program like Medicaid. And um, so that means that the fix should be nonpartisan as well. I, hopefully everyone can agree that we shouldn't be wasting almost $100 billion a year that could be going to help uh, low-income people rather than just being frittered on fraud, ineligible people, and 
you know, simple bureaucratic error. On a state level, do you talk to these people like like you come to my beloved Indiana and you and you have a chance to sit down with the governor, uh, Governor Eric Holcomb? Is that a conversation you'd want to have? And what would you say to him? Oh, absolutely. The states and the feds control Medicaid. It takes both parties to make a change. And so really, uh, Medicaid reform has to bubble up from the states. They need to be demanding the flexibility that they need to control costs. So absolutely. In fact, that's what happened with welfare reform in the 90s. It started at the state level. Some states just began kind of doing their own experiments, getting uh, federal permission to innovate, and they discovered new ways to deliver uh, benefits that were much better much more effective and less wasteful. And the same thing can be done with Medicaid, but the, the, the states will have to have collaboration from Congress and the Medicaid agency in Washington because um, it is a, a program that's run by both levels. Dean Clancy from AmericansForProsperity.org, Senior Health Policy Fellow. I appreciate you taking the time. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.